This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And in episode 24, Pastor Michael, you answered the question, was Jesus omniscient when he was on earth? Uh, we had a follow-up question to that, and based on Matthew 24, verse 36, where it says, But concerning the day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. And in that verse, we have the question based on it saying, Explain why the Holy Spirit didn't know the day or the time of the end either. In uh, Acts 1, uh, six through seven, it says this. So when they had come together, they asked Jesus, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, Jesus said, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority. And uh, so this sentiment is um, consistent when Jesus is talking about um, this, we'll call it catalytic event, whether it's the rapture, the second coming, you know, your own theological grid can filter that. But um, there's this moment where everything is going to change and God is going to begin the inauguration of the kingdom of God on earth. And uh, the the disciples, <clears throat> they want to know when is this thing going to happen? And Basically, Jesus says, nobody knows except for the Father. Implication, so did the Holy Spirit not know? So let me um, give four possible interpretations to this. And here's the first one. Um, since the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ, when Jesus limited himself, the Spirit necessarily limited himself. So what we answered in episode 24 was that Jesus willingly limited himself. And this was a part of the humiliation or the humility of becoming fully man and a baby. There yes, was, while he was on earth, he limited his ability. Absolutely. And so the, the implication would be that um, the spirit of Christ also limited himself. And I, you know, that doesn't feel logical. That's been something that people have said, but you know, it's out there. It's an option. I figured I would, I would share that. Um, number two is that the Holy spirit willingly limited his knowledge of this event. Um, I would beg the question at this point, why? Yeah, why or how? What's the point? I get why Jesus did it. Um, and one of my actual concerns about this part of it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, verse 10. It says this, um, These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And when Paul uses the word God, um, he's almost always referencing the Father. When he references Jesus, it's the Son, God is the Father, and the Spirit is the Spirit. So the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And so at this point, I'm thinking to myself, you know, if the Father knows it, it feels logical that the Spirit would know it also. Just saying, that's out there. Mm -hmm. uh, a third interpretation would be that um, we are reading um, a highly developed Trinitarian view of God into this text. Yeah, we're reading backwards. Yes. So um, the Trinity is a doctrine that was developed, we'll say, after the Apostle Paul. I'm not saying they didn't have Trinitarian ideas. Um, if you would have asked Paul, is the Holy Spirit God? Yes. Is Jesus God? Yes. Is the Father God? Yes. Are they all eternally preexistent? Yes. But this cohesive idea of the Trinity was formulated in the hundreds of years after um, the apostolic era, if you will. And so it's very easy for us on this side of that to read into what Jesus is saying, a clear, fully laid out, understood, communicated Trinitarian idea. Now, 
one could say, well, Jesus is God. He knows the Trinity. Yes, but Jesus is communicating to a people who are not thinking in light of the Trinity. And so just in that context, I could see why Jesus would say, okay, only the Father knows. And honestly, he's not even referencing the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is not a relevant part of this discussion in their framework. Um, When he says only the Father knows, that's communicating exactly what he wants to communicate. Although, of course, with God, there's always so much more going on. Uh, a fourth um, <clears throat> option, and I would, I honestly personally would lean into interpretation number three that I just said, and also into interpretation number four, which is the following. Um, Jesus is making or using an analogy that wasn't intended to be thought about this deeply. So we tend to take words and ideas and metaphors to like degrees that maybe um, he only meant something on the surface. And so we go pretty deep with them. So um, here's the context, the the more cultural context. Um, their question is, okay, when is the tribu- tribulation or the rapture or the second coming? Whatever their question is, like when are, you get, when are big things going to happen on earth and when are things going to change big time? Right. So what Jesus does is he goes to the illustration of a wedding. And so in this culture, a man is going to marry a woman. It's usually prearranged. And the groom would be living with his family. Uh, He would begin to build an addition onto his father's house uh, where he and his future wife would live. And the custom for the father of the home was to be the one who had designated when the addition was finished. So the son would say, Dad, is this home suitable yet? And the dad would say, yes or not yet. You need to keep working on things. And nobody ever really knew the time. And so basically the father knew, but the son did not No, and so the father had a lot more control over wedding dates than they do now. So way back when, you know, you know, the dad would decide. Now it's the bride. Let's be straight, right? And uh, it's just a different time, different way. And uh, so one of the um, reasons that the father would maybe wait is because a wedding took a lot of preparation. Can I get an amen to him? It's not an easy thing. So the son might be in a rush. You know, he wants to, you know, like build a home with his wife, but. There honestly takes a lot of preparation. It's a lot of money. It's a big, long feast and celebration. And so the father may be postponing the actual event until all of the things um, necessary for the wedding and the home are are in order. And so I think that when Jesus used this analogy, um, basically what he was saying is that this is like a wedding. You know, the father's in control. He's the authority here. Um, he knows the day and the time, and he knows what needs to be prepared before this can actually happen. And so I would probably just step back and say, number one, we need to be careful um, about reading a, a, a highly developed view of the Trinity into the words of the New New Testament, particularly in the Gospels. Um, Although everything said in the Gospels informs our understanding of the Trinity. Right. But Jesus was not speaking to them as if they had a developed view of the Trinity. And then number two, um, which is fourth interpretation that I spoke about, is that um, this is really an analogy and the people understood it because they understood what the analogy pointed to that is a wedding. Thank you, Michael, for that answer. Love the way you brought us back to the analogy of scripture that Jesus was using. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. Don't forget you can submit your questions to our podcast by visiting our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A podcast question. Listeners, please join us next time when we ask the question, are there any circumstances in which Christians should boycott a company? Looking forward to speaking to you about that question next time.